This is the Sermon Podcast of Lord of Life Lutheran Church in Columbus, Ohio, where we proclaim God's extravagant grace, radical inclusion, and relentless compassion. Join us for worship Sundays at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., or 11.15 a.m. For more information, please visit our website at www.acceptingall.com. Holy Gospel according to Mark, the 8th chapter. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others, Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. He asked them, who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, you are the Messiah. And Jesus sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. I don't preach every week in a cape. (laughs) Just this week, I think. (laughs) It is rally day. We have lots of superheroes amongst us. And I just want to start by saying that Jesus is my superhero. At the end of the day, Jesus is the one I pray to, the one I entrust my body, mind, and soul to, the one in whom I find my rest. We as a people have a huge fascination with superheroes. It's even bigger than I thought. I went out to look to see how many superheroes there actually are. No one has a count, and so I started collecting names and putting them in a spreadsheet, and I came up with 420, and I stopped. (laughs) Because that doesn't include all the mutants or the bad guys or supernatural creatures like zombies or werewolves or vampires or witches, all of which have superpowers. We are clearly uh, people looking for something bigger, something more powerful than we are to save us, to protect us, to entrust the safety of the world to. Now, I suspect that we all have a favorite superhero, even if we don't openly admit it. And with a large number of options, there is someone for everyone to choose from. Superman, Superwoman, Spider-Man, the Hawk, Storm, Iceman, Medusa, hollow, invisible woman, even one called matter man. I could go on and on, but I won't. 
and I have freely admitted before, and I do again, that I enjoy a good fictional superhero Avenger movie or any superhero movie. And as a child, I read the Avengers comics, but to be honest, I really liked reading Archie and Scooby-Doo more than Superman and Batman. But today I have a couple of favorites. Storm, because she can fly, and my husband will tell you that if I had could choose any superpower, that would be it, to fly. But I also like Captain America. His perseverance to do what he felt called to do paid off in a big way. He went from a scrawny man who many overlooked and ridiculed to a man of strength, internal and external strength, and he has a really cool shield. <laughs> Who doesn't like a comic superhero shows up on tea with a catchy song like Batman? Na-na-na-na-na-na-na. And great sound effects that you not only heard but saw pop up in cartoon bubbles on the screen. Pow! Bam! Whoosh! And exclamations from Robin. These are, by the way, real Robin exclamations. Holy miracles, Batman! Or my favorite, because it's fun to say, holy oleo, Batman. But still, Jesus is my superhero. Today, if I could pop up my own cartoon bubble, I'd probably say, holy, holy, Jesus. Growing up on Friday nights, we got to spend the evening in front of the television eating TV dinners that my dad would cook off a TV tray in front of our black and white television because Friday night was grocery night, and so my mom and my grandmother would go for groceries. But Friday night was also the night that The Adventures of Superman was on. No DVRs back then. So if you wanted to watch it, you had to watch it when it was on. And I know for some of you that's a strange concept, but it was really after the age of the dinosaurs, just quite yet into the age of now. And each week, as the adventures of Superman began, we'd hear, faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. And I got to thinking, what if Peter had answered Jesus like that? What if, when Jesus asked the question, who do people say that I am, Peter would have said, able to walk on water, more loving than any human, able to feed 5,000 with a single fish. You're a bird, you're a plane, you're Jesus the Messiah. I mean, just think about Jesus walking on water, bringing Lazarus back to life, loving the seemingly unlovable and redeeming their life. Dying on a cross and rising from the dead. Walking among his friends again. Ascending then into heaven. Rising up and up and up until they could no longer see him. Here and then gone physically. And think about the power of Jesus' love. Jesus is my superhero. He knows all things, created all things, and has authority and power over all things. Jesus has no kryptonite. His words are power. 
Because Jesus is God who spoke the world into being. Jesus had no identity crisis, always knew who he was and whose he was, knew how to defeat all of his enemies, human and evil. Being the word incarnate gave him the power to do that. And Jesus didn't need to hide behind some superhero alter ego. No Clark Kent for Jesus, just Jesus. And no hiding in a bat cave either. Jesus was with the people of the world. Both human and divine. Jesus knew the struggle of being human, which allows us mere mortals to see God as a more compassionate God. Jesus gave up his earthly life so that we could have a heavenly life. Jesus has universal authority. Like Captain America, who is tasked with protecting and defending us, Jesus protects and defends us all, all people of the world. And Jesus conveys that authority to us as followers of Jesus to protect and defend all of God's people. Loving them means doing what we can to feed, clothe, house, and heal those who are in need. Jesus doesn't have any gadgets or super technology to help him. There's no need for it. Jesus' superpower is love and the power of the triune God. No swords or weapons. No need for Molnir, Thor's hammer. Because God's love is powerful enough to crush our enemy, hate. Jesus is my superhero. So you might be thinking, and I have to be honest, that Jesus doesn't really stack up very well well to our nerdy idea of a superhero. If the world needed to be saved from an impending doom of an asteroid plummeting to Earth or a nuclear attack that was about to obliterate one of our oceans, we'd all probably think Superman first because... He's uber strong, and he could fly to stop the asteroid or lift the warhead up and fly it outside of our atmosphere, saving the entire And Some of us might prefer a hero who wasn't so goody-goody. Batman or Iron Man, for instance, have lots more human characteristics in their behavior than even Superman. And in the event of a zombie apocalypse, could Jesus really heal them all, or would there continue to be zombies made as he worked? And to be honest, if we're looking for really cool, even in the Bible, strong biblical heroes, Jesus might not be our first choice. I mean, Samson's pretty cool, all that hair and his strength. And David, well, he slays a giant when no one else had the courage or strength to do it. And Jesus' biggest public chance to do something really great He makes lunch. Not something that would stop hordes of invading Philistines. When it comes to feats of physical daring do, Jesus just just isn't all that badass. But I still stand with my first statement that Jesus is my superhero. And here's why. Jesus died. He died. We say it every week. He died, and not in some marketing ploy like the death of Superman. 
Jesus died dead, hung on a cross in front of a bunch of people who made sure that he was dead. And then the following Sunday morning, he rose again. No television cameras around to broadcast it across the world. A couple of angels and some women who loved him who went to anoint his dead body were the first to be at the empty tomb. The first to witness new life. And as that day went on, Jesus appeared to the disciples, living out his words that we heard today in Mark. Jesus was alive, as alive as he had been dead. Alive in a way that gives us new life. That has given all the people of the world new life. Not alive like a zombie, but truly alive without spiritual hunger or thirst. Alive and able to feed our souls and love us when we can't even love ourselves. Alive and willing to abundantly smother us in the love of God, the Creator. Alive and living in each of us, giving us each the chance to share Jesus with someone else. To say to one another, you are incredible. You are loved. You are miraculous, freed and forgiven. I love you. Alive and saying to us that no matter what happens, zombie apocalypse, asteroid collision, plagues, even our own earthly death, we are loved, held and cradled in the superhero, superhuman love of Jesus the Christ, the Son of God. And so at the end of the day, Jesus is the one I pray to, to entrust my body, mind, and soul to, the one in whom I find my rest. Jesus is my superhero. Amen.